Well, welcome in on a Friday night. Yes, it is this March 12th. And as you heard during the update, daylight savings time is tomorrow, guys. So don't forget to turn your clock spring forward at 2 a.m. And Shawnee B. Oh, by the way, this is Darren McCarty, four-time Stanley Cup champion, a year Detroit Red Wings here. But it is Friday night. We've been here a year. Hopefully, you're getting to know it. As always, joined by my partner in crime, Sean Shawnee B. Belegian. How are you, Sean? Tremendous, pal. Fantastic. It's a Friday. Uh, so much going on. This is such an underrated time of year, man. It really is. It's just so many good things happening in the sports world, and obviously basketball front and center right now. Well, it is, and I'm going to get to that, but I'm going to throw a flag at Scott Larimore for if he does an update like that telling me a beautiful week ends with freezing temperatures. Um, thank goodness <laughs> it's going to be 50 tomorrow so I can golf. But, Scott, we're going to have some talks when we come back in this because you can't do that. you got to at least whisper to, to Darren McCarty, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice all the time. So, um, to that point, uh, you mentioned it, Sean. Uh, those Michigan Wolverines, I think as we – all expected because of the season that they've had, um, uh, have made their way through. Uh, obviously, they uh, uh, won today uh, playing uh, – who they play today? Uh, I Maryland. Was enamored yeah, with Maryland. Maryland. I was too enamored with uh, with uh, Jawan Howard showing a little bit of an emotion. If people don't know what I'm talking about, uh, uh, he was ejected. For, for, for some things that was going on, there's a lot of speculation to what was said. Um, all I know is that it didn't start that game. <laughs> when you say, when you see, see things bubbled over. And, you know, looking back on it, Sean, because it happened, um, and if anybody watched this, this game today, uh, Michigan was behind early on for a lot of it. And then, you know, they went on, uh, in the second half, they went on a little bit of a run and got ahead. But at the point, um, Maryland was uh, sort of on a comeback, and Juwan picked this this part to uh tell everybody that to remind them that he was from chicago and uh <laughs> and if somebody comes at him that he you know and, and we get it being from detroit or transplants to detroit it's just letting you know that you know respect um what happens before now digging into it a little bit you know some big j journalism you know this has to go back because you got to look at the situation and i'm always asking the why and a lot of it is people don't understand is there's a assistant coach that was with michigan uh last year that's with maryland now and there might be something about different ways of coaching and stuff like that so bottom line it's personal now have you have you seen something like that because the the one thing that i want people to take notice of that's juan howard knowing the exact pulse of his team or picking the spot to do it because everybody notices nationally, whatever, because he's not a raw, raw guy. He's not the Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo does this, and it's like Tom, you know, passively, aggressively, you know, this is him being aggressive, aggressive instead of passive, aggressive in the media or something. But for Juwan Howard to do it, Sean, it's interesting because I'd like to hear your take on it. Well, you know what it comes down to? I, you know, I, I, I really do think this was perhaps more calculating than anybody wants to admit. And, and it's funny because there were, there were two distinctly different narratives after the game. Uh, first from uh, Coach Turgeon and, and, and then from Jawan Howard. And they were both full of BS. <laughs> really, both of them were. I mean, and that's I mean, let's. And again, I don't care if you're a Michigan fan or a Maryland fan. Or a, listen, 
He did not charge Jawan Howard. Let's call it for what it is. I love Jawan Howard going on the Jimmy Malone rant from the Untouchables. You know, it really did. It reminded me, that's the Chicago way, and that's how you get Cabone. You know, it it, it, it was it was fantastic to hear that. He's trying to get his boys riled up. I respect that. I, I got no issue with that. And clearly, he wasn't just saying, I'm not talking to you. All right? You know, things were said, and, uh, you know, there are backstories. Of course, Hunter Dickinson talking some trash when he lit Maryland up back in, in in December and everything. And that stems from him feeling he wasn't, you know, recruited hard enough to Maryland. So you have all these moving parts. And at the end of the day, uh, Michigan uh, moves on in their march to get a number one seed in the tournament. No, it's it's and it's interesting to that too because uh, you know the one thing that I'm talking about is and I'll give people examples. Different reports were coming out that um, Coach Turcotte had said had said for Maryland that uh, something about where's your banners and stuff like that. And he said I didn't mention anything about banners. I didn't say anything about banners because when Jawan Howard said um, came out and said something, he said where his feet were right in the box which means he's that seems more appropriate to me because that's just like a little nitpick like when you're getting beat so bad and somebody owns you you're looking for the, the like the littlest rule or whatever so that you you can get it and and that's when he chose that time to sort of say you know what dude you're gonna you know you're gonna go there and everything else there's a tipping point right you're waiting for a tipping point you're talking to a guy who took advantage of the greatest moment and just the be- the best thing that I did is in is this the right time is this not and what I'm talking about is we'll get into it more because we'll be on the air March 26 uh 1997 if you don't remember uh just google it and we'll talk about it but yeah um but that's the thing you got to have that opportunity so I think it's more calculated than not especially that's the maturity that I've seen in the program not just on the court and I'm talking about the Wolverine basketball team cuz that's a pro move right that's a pro move by a pro coach right and you see where did he where would he have learned that because that doesn't really happen in college that much right you'll see more more in professional sports managers yelling at each other in baseball uh coaches uh going over the glass scotty bowman and mark crawford used to love to swear at each other and mark crawford would swear at scotty scotty bowman look at him and go your dad would be so disappointed in you right now. Such a, <laughs> such a, <laughs> no, uh, dude, isn't uh, that, because you have to understand that Lou Crawford is like, he's like a Walter Gretzky when it comes to, or if you're in wrestling, like the Hart family, the family he came from. So that's just the way, but that goes to show you why Scotty Bowman is just the assassin. But you know what Juwan Howard did today to let people know that that was why I think a Pat Riley influence, an NBA influence, but an experience influence, and the team responded, and I think that's what you're looking for is a response. No, I mean you're you're absolutely right, and and he knows what he's doing, and I, you know what this comes back to. I, I mean, this is a guy that learned under Pat Riley and, and Coach Spolster down in Miami. You know, it. I I think you nailed it right on top of the head, Mac. It was a pro move. It really, it was absolutely positively a pro move and it got its desired effect and you know what after the game he can he can do it you know i apologize to my players that's not the way to do it but he charged me and that's how we act in chicago and i keep waiting for sean connery to go through that that rant again but (laughs) uh, you know what it's a beautiful thing they move on and they're looking to get that number one seed no they they definitely are and and you know the one thing is that 
the difference between Tom Izzo coming out and say and taking responsibility, not saying it's the ref's fault when he was yelling at the refs. That's the passive aggressive way. That's because of the maturity of the team you're coaching. Not good or bad, but that shows me that Michigan, their maturity as a basketball team allows uh, Joan Howard to give them to be able to be pro. So uh, kudos to them and good luck to them uh, tomorrow against those dreaded guys in that state of Ohio. So uh, we'll be talking more. Obviously, I uh, want to get to the Detroit Lions. A lot of excitement. Today was uh, Trey Lance's pro day down in North Dakota. We had a big conglomerate there. And you know what, guys? Don't worry about if you want a quarterback or not want a quarterback. What this just does is puts Detroit in the situation that they want. And, you know, give us a call, uh, 800 800- 8590WJR um, and let me know if you trust Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell because it's a trust issue with the guys doing whatever they do at 7. We'll do it here. This is the Enforcer Show. I'm Darren McCarty with Sean Belegian here, AM760, WJR. I was telling you before the break, uh, we were going to get to the Lions, but I got breaking news on the tweeter. That J-Lo and A-Rod broke up and their two-year engagement is over. So, guys, J-Lo's back on the market. Just uh, wanted everybody to know that. So, anytime I bring you negative news here or makes you depressed, I got to lift you back up. And there's no better way for me to do that than by this guy, Greg from Shelby. Give it to me tonight there. I need it on this Friday as we go in to daylight saving time. Greg, I'm going to lose an hour of sleep Sunday. I'm not happy. What you got? Warriors, never give up, for hope is never done, and a thousand times fought is a thousand times won. Hit me, Mr. Positives in the house. Love it, What's buddy. up, Love buddy? It, How buddy. you doing? Good, good. Hey, real quick. I, uh, D-Mac, Shawnee B, I love Campbell. I love Holmes. You know, nothing can beat Campbell with his, I want to bite him in the kneecaps. I mean, that's going to live on forever. I'm going to bite him in the kneecaps. And, I mean, I just love it. They call him Mr. Positive Jr. I just oh, love nice. it. <laughs> yes, I mean, he's intense. You endorse that? You um, endorse him as a Mr. Positive Jr.? Can he be yeah, alpha? I, How about alpha positive? Can he be yes, alpha, alpha positive? positive. <laughs> okay, there yes. we go. Right on. We got Mr. Positive. We got alpha positive, Greg. And, you know, always, always happy to hear from you. So that's a new one. We got the alpha positive coach, which Greg brought up a great point, Sean. I absolutely trust these guys. And it's unbelievable to sit here a year ago, not only as we just passed, uh, when everything shut down just over the year yesterday um, to right now going into the NFL draft last year about number three having no confidence to having I don't care what happens at seven I just know that we're in good shape how say you no it, it, it here's the biggest thing we we can sit here and venture a guest all, all we want okay and and I I have said this for a long time I am a mockaholic I love looking at mock drafts I mean I 
I look at so many mock drafts a day. I, you know, I, I play the little game on the computer and everything. Go to the website and have mocks and everything. The one unknown in all of this, okay? While we're all sitting there saying, "Oh, the Lions need to do this at seven. Oh, they'll take the quarterback next year." The one unknown in all of this is what does Brad Holmes and his scouting staff think of Trey Lance? And I, you know, I dubbed it. Do they take a chance on Lance? You know, and and that's where we're at right now. Mac, for all we know, and this is 100% speculation on my part, they absolutely love this guy and think that he's every bit that Trevor Lawrence is. And there are some scouts that feel that way, that this guy, that there's a ceiling there, that that his his pass is as dynamic as Trevor Lawrence. It's just that the average fan hasn't, you know, exactly seen it in, in all of that. So, to me, that's the intrigue about this. If they think that this is the quarterback of the future, they're going to take him at seven. You know, I, I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, the chances are he's going to be there. Um, you know, there's always a surprise or two, even this high in the draft. And, you know, maybe somebody falls down that we never saw falling down. But that right now, the great unknown is what exactly do Holmes and Campbell think of Trey Lance? And, heck, if they think he's the man, then take him at seven. But doesn't it also, too, see, what it, what I got excited about today is when they're reporting all the teams that were there, with all the teams that were behind Detroit, you know, that know that Detroit's there, whether it is. Now, I agree with you that if he's, if Trey Lance is there and he's the end-all, be-all, or whoever it is they're sold on, if that's their guy, um, then they can go ahead and take it. I trust it. But if the, the thing is, is it's just... It's in a good position anyways, but you look at the mock drafts and a lot of them have the, all four quarterbacks. So we got Lawrence, uh, Wilson, Fields, and Fields, and yep. uh, yeah, and Lance. We got them all going, you know, even before seven. So it's interesting the way that it'll play out. You know, like it's also too interesting because a couple other things like, you know, I can start with uh, with. Russell Wilson, obviously, the big talk is him going to Chicago. Now, if he goes to Chicago, does that tip Texas's hand either way of of saving the relationship with Deshaun Watson or or being able to trade for him for some value? And does that happen before the draft? So that does that a team that's maybe looking for a quarterback? You know, there's so many questions up for grabs in that way. But at the end of the day, Sean, you said it earlier. Do you trust the guys making the decision? And, man, I don't think it could be um, 180 degrees as opposite as, as what it was to last year for me anyways. Well, you know what? It, it, listen, it, let's say it again. I, I'll go back to you know the one thing that everybody can can look at, and it and it's the deal. It's it's the Stafford Golf deal. And it, it, right now, does it look good? Yes, but I'm going to say this until I'm blue in the face, lying blue in the face, Mac. Um, this could look a lot better, or we could end up going meh depending on how they utilize those picks uh, in next year's draft and, and the year after draft. You know, now comes the heavy lifting. Now you have to make these picks count. You know, I mean, that the easy part the easy part is done. You know, formulating the deal and, and, and making things fit and, and, and wishing Matthew Stafford the best. And Jared Goff, you're our quarterback for 
at least the time being. Now you have to make those picks count. So, I mean, what they do with those picks, it could, could make all the difference in the world between us sitting back and saying, wow, this was a pretty good deal, and, and us sitting back and going, oh, my gosh, what an absolute steal. Look what the Lions got for Matthew Stafford. It had to happen. Um, I, I'm a big believer, Mac, in if you're going to get rid of talent, you at least should 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 try to maximize the return. I'm a big return guy. I think with the news this week of Kenny Galladay, you know, and 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 you're talking about a compensatory pick of you know at at highest a third rounder and everything. The Lions, in in no uncertain terms, are telling everybody, guys, buckle up. The next couple of years might be rough, but we're going to build it the right way. And and you know what, Mac, honestly. I don't have a problem with it. It's it's about time for this franchise because, I mean, to put it bluntly, they've tried to win and they've stunk. So now let's try a real rebuild, not a change on the fly, not a, a tune-up. Let's try a real rebuild. And much like you see down at Little Caesars Arena, you know, here's a guy that knows a little something about bringing in talent, knows a little something about the draft, and, and knows how to build in a certain regard. So... Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to, but it, it's going to be a couple of years because, boy, oh boy, you, you know, you you get rid of arguably your two best players in the off season, all right? And let's be honest, Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay probably were, and and it's it's not looking towards a big big 2021 season. Yeah, but who cares? I don't. I, care. I feel I'm the exact same every- way. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Red Wings right now when people are getting you know the cool. Like, what are you? Gosh, darn it, guys. Relax. This is patience. I mean, we're building something here finally, and it starts when I always say culture, Sean, starts at the top, right? And the Red Wing culture starts with the Illiches. Now, if we want to always say and and always be critical on the ownership of the Fords, well, I'm seeing different. I'm seeing different, and I'm also hearing different, and I'm not just hearing different, right? There's the one thing that, you know, our, our friend Joint Bell who's alumni and obviously Wayne State and, um, you know, obviously he's a big part and and I see it like him and I as to a lot of the other alumni guys because the one thing that the the miss is and I didn't get the – I didn't get the miss because I forced it on, but, you know, I was buddies with Bobby Higginson. You know, I knew, like, Spielman and Stephen Boyd, but but it wasn't as – but we were all big fans – Right, we're huge fans of the Lions, huge Tigers fans. We probably know more Tigers and hang out with more Tigers because of the Illich connection and doing more events together, right? Stuff like that. But it's all sure. about coming together as a community. And if the culture gets right, and if we gotta, the thing is, is that you look and I look at the Stafford deal and go, wow, you know, like I. It, it's probably what should have happened, but being here, being a Lions fan, you never expect that things to no. happen. So it looks like we got a return on it, right? Um, uh, you know, you mentioned different things. So I don't care how they break it down, right? I might think that oh, they're gonna go with the, uh, they're gonna go with the Woodhouse. They're just gonna take the bricks down to the. No way. They may go to straw. Man, they might have the big bad wolf come in and tear it all down and start <laughs> at scratch, right? But here's the thing. Do you trust your builder, right? Do you trust your builder? Yes, because you know what? Or do you trust your contractor because your builder in in Sheila Ford Hemp is telling you the things that you not only want to hear but proving it by being in the meeting as an owner, not having decisions but hearing how it's done, talking out loud, being transparent, telling us the why 
Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are the right guys for her, which is I'm saying because I always think, and that article came out about her where she got reverse blackballed by her dad as far as not getting a job and having any say. So she's been waiting on this opportunity her whole life, just like a lot of us, you know, the, want the glory days back or any glory days when it comes to the Lions. So um, you just, we, it, and if you look at every team, there's something going on in that in their neighborhood as far as they're building something. I don't know if it's going to be a donut shop. I don't know if it's going to be a gas station or it's going to be a mansion, right? Meaning championships and stuff like that. So um, one of the things that uh, we're going to pay some bills, but when we come back, uh, Sean, I'm going to ask you about two guys that are out of town. And you mentioned one earlier in uh, losing Matt Stafford, but Kenny Galladay not being uh, franchised. We can talk about that. And also, too, um, Blake Griffin going to the net. So, Come back. Uh, we're going to pay some bills here on the Darren McCarty Show, AM 760, WJR. Again, thanks for joining us on this Friday, March 12th. Again, I'll remind you, tomorrow, daylight saving, lose an hour, uh, get it up somewhere. But before the break, we were talking about do you trust in Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, who's the alpha positive. We got cor- we got confirmation from Mr. Positive, who's always great. By the way, Dorch, I thought... I heard the drop, but then I thought you dropped it again. But that was him with a live drop of him. He's just so talented; it. he can live He's drop so the Warriors. That's how good, dude. I mean, it is. I gotta get that. I got plans for you, Greg, in your positivity. But I want to endorse. I'm glad you're uh, awake in there, and uh, Brandon Blake. I want to bring you guys in on this conversation, okay? Because what were your first impressions about Detroit? A, not tagging Kenny Galladay with the franchise tag and the fact that Blake Griffin signed with the Nets. Great name. Subpar name at best, Blake. (laughs) Listen, listen, Brandon. Brandon Blake, you can't claim that name. It's your last name. All right? And I know you were looking for a check that you got bought out. You were like, 60 what? What? And then it was like, I had to bring you back to earth. So let me start with you there, Brandon Blake. Well, I got my stimulus check pending, so I think that's my buyout from the Pistons. I think it's going to be a little less than his check, sorry. (laughs) A little bit. Um, Which one are you more disappointed in? I I think that the Lions shouldn't have re-signed Galladay, so I was fine with that. Um, Honestly, I was fine with both of them because Blake Griffin isn't going to add to the team in the next few years especially with his injury history and everything. Galladay, it was weird because, for me at least, Galladay's an older, young receiver. He's like 28 already, and he's been in the league for you know only four years. So I think it made sense to move on, especially the way the team's going to be rebuilding. And receivers are something you can find so often in free agency in the draft. So I think both moves really made sense at the end of the day. Dorch? I don't agree Dorch. with you one bit, buddy. I don't agree with you one bit. I, 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 I'm per- perfectly fine with Blake. Again, subpar name. But I'm perfectly fine with Blake uh, going out. Because at the end of the day, there are some young talent on this Pistons team. There really is. But none of that veteran presence was going to help us down the road. It was really just taking up time for guys that need to get playing experience. So I like, I like getting rid of Blake Griffin. I, I was never a big fan of him. When, he, they, when they traded for him to get him in, in, the, in the beginning, I'm okay with that. On the other side, yes, Kenny's a little bit older, but at the end of the day, he's also 
when healthy, the best player on our offense. It's not. I don't think anyone's going to debate with me on that one. When, if you want to, if you want to, we can healthy. have the what. When I, I get when healthy, you could you could say that about anyone. If anyone's healthy, they're like you, you got to be healthy. Yes, he's had some health problems, but he's still a very talented player. I think franchise tagging him, making it one less thing we have to worry about this year because there's a lot of other stuff we need to address on this. Also, getting him getting him back in the fold, having him for a while. We're talking about drafting a quarterback. If I'm a young quarterback, the first thing I want to see when I come here is a very nice, shiny wide receiver that I can throw to and know more often than not he's going to go get that ball. Hawkinson's made a big stride this past year as a target, but Galladay is still the guy I would have liked them to hold on to him, at, and it just didn't end up happening. Will you ring the bell, please? Ding, ding. Sean, do you want to hit him first, or do you want me to hit him first? You know what? You know what it comes back to, though. Let me start with Blake. Listen, the brutal honesty, and and let's go a, a few weeks ago. Okay, you weren't getting anything for Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. We knew it then. We know it now. We 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 weren't getting anything. I'm just going to say this, okay? Um, Kenny Galladay, after 2019, was in the stratosphere of top ten wide receivers in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's 27 years old. In a perfect world, the Lions would have been able to get something for him. They would have been able to to, to sign him to that, sign him to that. Uh, obviously, the franchise tag, have him sign the tender and work out some kind of a deal. It didn't happen. You know what they need to do, and and it and it really is this simple. And Mac, I think this goes to the previous conversation. Okay, I'm going to ask the question again. Do 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 you trust these guys? Have they have they done enough yet to earn your trust? So go find a guy like Kenny Galladay in the third round at pick 96 or in the fourth round or in the fifth round or in the sixth round. It would be it would be awesome to do something like that. Look, the reality is they might pick a couple different receivers in this draft. I mean, it, really, that's the way. Because the one thing I will agree with you on, Blake, is uh, guys, do a little homework. You're finding incredible value like Kenny Galladay later in the draft. You don't necessarily have to do it at seven overall. Now it depends how the board lays, and if, if there's you know if you can't move out, you know, well then you take one of those wide receivers. But they might take another one as well but Mac I, I I told this story on the air before and I have the, the the former tweets to prove it it doesn't seem like three and a half years ago I watched this kid absolutely put on a show at training camp and and, and I mean he ate everybody alive including Darius Slay to the point where one of the defensive coaches said can't anybody cover this rookie I mean it was a blazing hot day Practice gets done. Everybody goes inside. Galladay walks over to his quarterback, asks if he can stay on the field so they can work on some timing together. Loved the kid. Loved the kid. Now, things are out there. I don't know if they're true or not, but, you know, allegedly, and I use that word very strongly, allegedly there have been some frustration problems out of Kenny Galladay. There were some questions whether he wanted to be here. It's all alleged. All I know is when you got a guy like that who developed into legitimately a top 10 wide receiver until this past year, boy, it sucks to see him walk away for nothing. It really does. Well, I think that's a good point. And you did give Brandon Blake, uh, and we're all in agreement, 
about, you know, we got Blake Griffin at the end of his career. And, and the one thing is I love, no matter where, as an athlete, he gave everything he had every time he played. So it's like I hope that he can be used. And I relate it to how the Wings used me back in 08 Cup, you know, sparingly off the bench or whatever else, but have an impact in the dressing room. And I think with the Nets, uh, Blake Griffin can. As far as Kenny Galladay, again, it goes back to, like you said, Sean, the trust in the direction. Right. As you if you've changed things, that means that the as the GM's changed, as the coaches changed, then their philosophies or whatever is changed. The thing I think people get hung up on is because you found him and we rarely find nuggets here in Detroit later Bam. in the round that for value. So it's almost like we failed. Right. Because we couldn't keep this value. But in the long run, for the culture and for the foundation that they the ownership and the management weighed the pros and cons and decided you know what i think that we can do better in the long run and taking this money elsewhere so it'll be interesting to see what they do i mean with some of these free agents that are done i'm always interested if there's a history between the coaches or campbell coming from new orleans and lynn coming from uh, the you know the chargers and stuff like that is there a relationship there and uh, maybe we'll see that with uh, some of these linebackers or receivers but brad holmes is known for this he was brought in being known for this in the draft so i'm not worried at all and i think that in the long run in the short run it sucks but it's in the long run it's going to be okay well, you know what? This this again is the impetus. You have to make these draft picks count. I mean, I mean, period. End of story. I mean, the NFL is a pretty cool place, Mac. Because it, 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 here's what they do: if you suck, we're going to reward you for sucking. There's this thing called the draft, and if you have any kind of competence, you can get better. I mean, I mean, really. And and unfortunately, uh, we haven't taken advantage of that much in the past. And hopefully, there's a brain trust in place now that is going to be able to do that. That has the cons- plan and you know Mac I think it's incumbent upon guys like us in the media look there are always going to be guys out there and I'm not begrudging you of this but the people out there that are going man I think you guys are being too hard on the lines I I, I think coach Campbell's going to come in and fix this right away and you know I'm saying 10 and 6 in the playoffs there's always going to be guys like that but as it is right now I mean clearly that isn't the plan there is in the long-term thinking. And I'm totally cool with it, man. Totally cool with it. Well, we have to be because now we want to see progress, not perfection. And it's the same thing if you look at every major sport team here, even the college teams, right? Except (laughs) the Wolverines football, right? Where that's sort of stuck, but you never know because the basketball team can motivate. That's how things work on the inside. That's how culture works, right? It's transparent throughout. That's why we all here in Detroit are all about it. So when we come back, obviously, we got to talk a little golf. We got the Players' Championship going down at Sawgrass, TPC Sawgrass. That's the uh, Island Green 17 that anybody knows about. Also, too, we got to find out what Shawnee B. Is grilling this weekend because the weather's getting so nice. So thanks for joining us here. The Enforcers Show, AM760, WJR. Quick shout out over the border because I know this runs deep into Essex County to all my Canadian brethren and peeps over there who have uh, missed uh, loved ones like I have and haven't been able to travel back and forth for 
over a year now. Uh, I was just thinking about that as I was uh, downloading my DraftKings uh, sportsbook and getting my bet of the NASCAR guys. I wasn't going to leave you hanging. Take Martin Truex plus a, th- plus a thousand on Sunday. So, but hello to everybody mm. over in, in Tomato Town. But that's Martin Truex, and you know I'll lead it into golf to this, and and I'm going to lead off. Why? Because. Yes, yours truly, if you listened last week, um, Eric Dorch and I, he doesn't see the brilliance in Bryson DeChambeau as his buddy and I do, but he won the golf tournament. I had him. He was plus 1,300. I know. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks. appreciate it. Um, But this week, uh, I told you we moved to TPC Sawgrass. I got Dorchy. I got to be honest with you. I got two guys in. Um, I won Jordan Spieth first round, so I'm really banking on that. But um, Colin Morikawa at even par, sitting uh, seven back, I believe. Uh, doesn't look good. How are you faring this week in the golf bets? Uh, real quick, I would like to say I'm very happy for you, but I also had Bryson last week. So I'm, I'm, I'm right count. there with you. Why does it not no, count? I picked, I picked him on Wednesday. Do- no, listen, bro. Listen. I, I when understand. you take my guy, I look at you and go, man, there's progress. It's just like we were talking about last last segment about, you know, do you trust? And that shows that you trust me because you know that you might not like it, but you know that it's good money. That's why you okay. don't hate money. I'm, I'm right? with you. I'm with you now. Um, well, Didn't your uh, wife make you about it? No, I, I picked Bryson all on my own. Okay, I, I, my wife right, didn't. My right. wife hasn't picked anyone in a couple weeks. Uh but no, I picked Bryce Holman. Oh, but shot. speaking speaking Take of that, tr- all I can say is speaking of trust, um, don't trust me with your money because I'm not doing very well right now. Uh, I took Rory McIlroy and Kevin Kisner. Rory McIlroy is plus ten Ooh. going home for the weekend, and uh, Kevin Kisner plus six. Both had a hard time, and then I I, uh, I did a little late pick uh, yesterday taking Shane Lowry, who is he's two under and is going to make the cut, but. He wasn't one of the original picks, so I'll take 50% credit if he does anything. March is always too. What's going on with Rory? Like, like seriously, let me ask both of you guys. 79-75, this is the guy that's a defending champion, and, and you, you pull up anything right now and, and, and people are asking, what's wrong with Rory? What's wrong with Rory? What, what are your thoughts? Uh, my personal uh, my- opinion, I think he's – I, and I'm going to bring up a name we've talked about the last couple weeks. I think he is in a uh, little bit of what Spieth went through for a while. He, he's still capable of doing it, and he still has the ability to play golf because he is one of the best golfers of the last 20 years at least, if not of all time. The thing is, he just can't put everything together. If he has a great driving day, he can't, he can't sink all the putts. If he has a great putting day, his irons and wedges aren't there. He just He's at that point where he still has the talent – the mechanics just aren't all lining up for him to drop it the way we're used to seeing. And it's on courses like these, like we said before the show, Mac, there's a lot of water. That water will take golf balls away from you very easily, and it's just tough on them. If you follow golf, right, and you've followed it, and a lot of people have tuned into it, not only playing it, but following it a lot more now in the last year since, you know, COVID and stuff, but look it every good player what it is it's motivation and as these guys get older natural talent doesn't carry you as far you got to get more discipline Kepka's going through it dustin johnson yep. went through it before yep. spieth went through it all great players at some point because what happens is as life happens 
there's different motivations. So to me this week, it's just like Rory hasn't put the work in that he needs to do. And a lot of times it's realizing in any sport of what your limitations are or if you want to get better, what you have to work at. That's why with Tiger Woods, he knows exactly, like, and, and this isn't Tiger now, but this is Tiger on his comeback because he understood this, is once he was healthy, he knew the secret. He knew the recipe to get himself to where he needed to be because mentally he was above that. These guys aren't mentally there, but they're getting there and putting everything together by changing everything up or not changing everything up. So honestly, I just think it's, 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 it's life right now. And I think that that tells me he's looking too far ahead to the Masters. But it also tells me how important the Masters to check it off his, his to win in all the majors bucket list is. Because he's really so. If you hear things, I'd be looking to see if he's spending a lot more time at at Augusta, getting ready for the tournament. Well, that and he just had a brand new baby girl, so you gotta. I mean, you gotta think there's some tie to that. He obviously wants to spend time with her. But all you those bet a guy who had a ba- brand new baby girl. No wonder you're freaking no. And you know what? You can't, better not you say bad things about your wife because she will kick your ass on the golf she'll, course. She'll absolutely do it. But I will say an example of who you're talking about, and I think this is a blaring example, is a guy like Bubba Watson. There is no one on the tour with more talent inside the ropes than Bubba Watson. But over the, he got his green jackets, he did everything, and now the day-to-day work just isn't there for him. He doesn't see it but as Bubba's much. Bubba's a enjoying- horse for a course. Bubba likes to play three different courses, and he plays them really well. Like, if you watch him, if he's engaged... Bubba, it's more mental about if he's engaged or he's not engaged. If you you know you see him like that, so yeah. it's it's an entertaining time because there's so many guys that are there biting and nipping at the at the heels and at they want it and and different things. So I think it's just more. There's competition. There's better. There's better players, but it's also too you got to look at what's happening in their life. Quick, Sean, uh, how was last weekend's barbecue, and what do we got going on tomorrow? You know what? I'm I'm gonna do some steaks. Uh, my my daughter mm. and I went out and picked a couple of uh, of buttes, and uh, you know it's the never ending debate. And I know I'm on the the uh, wrong side for a majority of people, but ribeye or strip? Uh, most people choose ribeye. I like a good strip. I I really I like, I, a, I like strip. a strip. Yeah, it's it just I don't know what it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not That's ever your, going to say to no to a ribeye. That's just Traveling to Canada, oh, up and down baby. the OHL, oh, you know, all that stuff. Pete. Yes, yes. It's, and, you and know, I the marbling heard, is great, but no. Right. But, no, I, I agree with you, and especially when you – but you're also – you're a barbecue guy, so you know how to make it and how to get that flavor out of it. I think it's a lot easier sometimes to cook than it is a ribeye. But I understand that I also have a, a, a fellow friend in Sam and uh, – fish and and chicken wings right i got sure chicken yes. wings with him okay. i dude i got That's your cool. back Don't he's worry the only about one it. i got sick. your back he's the only he's the only one i'm gonna share with you know that all right i got your back i i'm, I'm gonna make a bunch of we're gonna do a couple different styles of wings and everything it's uh this is this is the main event De- man december, coming up Dorch, april 7th december yeah. december <laughs> yeah. not in Dorch. <laughs> Dorch, everybody else knock his headphones off b April April seventeenth, Blake. Be be over and, and and bring our mutual friend again and uh, Dorch for you. It's uh, December 9th. Yeah, that's why I don't have to share with you guys because I'm not even invited to it. So I get it. It's fine. <laughs> 
Well, if you quit, if you quit picking dogs and picking guys who had babies last week, and I am two for three in the last three weeks. Road, listen, how many rounds you got in? Two. Two. All right, you planning? Uh, uh, I'm, it's, it's time to get out. And anybody, um, thanks for joining us again this week. Uh, but uh, I hope you guys enjoy the outside. Get out there. Be safe. Remember to fast forward your clocks tomorrow at 2 a.m. because it's daylight savings time. Uh, for Sean Belegian, Eric Thorch, Brandon Blake, I'm your four-time Stanley Cup champion, Darren McCarty, saying have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. See ya.